You're listening to episode number five, the one where we talk about why belief can feel so damn hard and uncomfortable. I'm master at life and weight loss coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm so excited to talk to you about wrestling with belief. So this is a topic that I really wanted to dive into because it's something that so many of my clients wrestle with in the beginning is really that belief that they can lose weight and keep it off for good, that they don't have to fear gaining it back. And so while you can borrow my belief temporarily, you've also got to learn how to build that belief for yourself on your own. Because in the day-to-day happenings, in between sessions, in between calls, in between, or even in between podcasts, like you need to be able to bring yourself back into belief and to keep going rather than to have these big gaps where you fall out and fall out of that belief. But believing new things can feel hard and uncomfortable, especially when we don't have past evidence to support our new beliefs, to support that we can do something we've never done before. So, and that's what ultimately hoses us is when we set out to do these things that we've never done all for the first time, like lose weight and keep it off, like that whole keep it off part, like lose weight while eating the foods we love. Because a lot of times when we eat the foods we love, that's when we find we gain the weight back. And so, That's really what I want to dive into is how do we start to shift this belief? How do we get into it? And how do we feel really convicted in our body that, yes, we can do this, whether you've lost weight in the past or you've struggled to do that? So first off, let's talk about what is a belief. A belief is just a thought that you keep on thinking on repeat until you see it now as fact. And so beliefs are thoughts that we now believe and are they're so ingrained that we feel like it's a truth, it's a fact, there's no negotiating, there's no arguing with it. So it feels so true to you in your body, in your mind. That is a belief. It's now this overarching kind of philosophy and approach. So many of us have the belief that I can't lose weight because of X, because I'm too old, because of my hormones, because of my genetics, because I don't have enough willpower. There's a specific reason why I can't lose weight. Or it might sound like losing weight is hard. Losing weight is a struggle. Losing weight is punishment. I have to give up all my favorite things. I have to sacrifice so much. I have to forego nights out with friends or date nights or special events or occasions or travel or eating out. And these are all just thoughts. The problem is that when we adopt them as truth and now they've become beliefs and we'll fight with and hold on to for dear life. Right. So this idea of I can't lose weight because of my hormones or I can't lose weight because of my age. It used to be so much easier when I was in my 20s. It was so much easier in my 30s. But now, now I can't lose the weight. Now, because of these external things, I can't do it. And when you keep telling yourself these things over and over and over again, it becomes this belief and it becomes safe. So here's the kicker. We want to believe new things. We want to believe in ourselves that we can lose the weight, that we can keep it off for life, that it can be easy and simple. We wrestle with belief because we're looking to past evidence to support our new belief. And when that past evidence isn't there and we have evidence against our new belief, it feels extremely uncomfortable because we never learned how to believe new things on purpose when we don't have the evidence to support it. Because so often we look to the past to prove or to show us what we can do in the future. 
We use our past as a fortune teller rather than using our past as a learning tool to see like, what can I learn from it? Not how can this predict my future? So our job now becomes cultivating self-belief, trust and belief in yourself that you can do something new, even if you've never done it before. Okay, so there's no evidence to support this new goal, this new desire. So a belief might be, I can run a marathon, even if I've never run one before. I can have confidence in my ability to learn and figure it out, to test and tweak, to make mistakes, to course correct, to fail, to get up and try again. And ultimately, I can believe that I can figure this out, that I can run a marathon, even if I've never done one before, because I learn how to trust myself. So I kind of snuck the F word in there, failure. And if you haven't yet listened to the previous episode on perfectionist fantasies, go back and do that now. As a perfectionist, we are trained to avoid failure like the plague, like the person that's sneezing everywhere without a mask on and target. And so often when we fail, we're full of shame and doubt and we don't give ourselves the ability to work through it. We use our failure against ourselves and this erodes our ability to trust ourselves in the future. And so every time you set it a goal and put all your effort into it, but don't hit it, you start trusting yourself less and less. It becomes harder and harder to try new things now. And it becomes harder to keep striving for what you want because that little voice inside you keeps whispering thoughts of doubt, thoughts of uncertainty, those whispers of hesitation. Remember last time how you tried that and didn't really work out so well? Remember last time how you went through all of that struggle and hassle? Remember last time it was so much easier? Remember last time when life looked a little bit different? Remember last time when you didn't have kids? Remember last time when you were in this job? Remember last time? You're going to have all of these thoughts, all of this drama around it. Now, nothing has gone wrong. Okay, this is simply your habit brain trying to keep you safe. It's doing exactly what it should be doing. Don't worry, we'll dive into this more on next week's episode. But for now, I just want you to recognize the patterns. So failure and belief work together and you will have both when you get to your goal, right? When you finally hit that goal weight, you will have experienced both belief and failure and setbacks. And you've got to learn how to fail just like you've got to learn how to believe. So I want you to think of belief as a set of stairs. When you're standing on the bottom step, you're at 0% belief. Every step up is 10%. So at the very top, 10 steps high, is 100% belief. So this is when you believe it's inevitable, it's happening, it's done. Down at the bottom at 0%, there's nothing. It can't happen, it's not possible, no way, no how, absolutely not. So life is not all or nothing. It's not black and white. And when it comes to belief, we have varying degrees of belief in ourselves. And so most of the time it's based on our past, like I said before. Now, the way we get into belief and increase our self-belief is to find the next believable thought that feels true. We do not try jumping from step one to step 10. We don't go from 10% belief to 100% overnight. We don't go from self-loathing to self-loving in an instant, right? We look for that next step. We don't try and scale the mountain in one leap, right? So if you're on the second step, you're at like 20% belief. Your goal is to get to the third step and then the fourth. You don't try jumping from the second all the way up to the top. You wouldn't make it. You'd probably fall over backwards. And then the worst part here is that you'll think, well, that didn't work. And your brain will subconsciously make a note to never try that again, which means that it's going to be harder and harder to move your belief up the steps. Because remember last time, it's going to want to keep going back to that. And because you can't jump 10 steps in a single bound, your brain is like, well, why bother? If you're not going to do it perfectly, or do it in this big grand fashion, or if you can't get all the way there in one jump, in one big leap, don't do anything at all, right? The perfectionist fantasies at its best. Your brain is not going to want to go to 100% belief quickly or easily until you have the results. This is normal. Nothing has gone wrong here. 
it's going to take consistent, conscious effort to bring yourself into belief every day, multiple times a day. So how many of you have woken up in the morning and you're full of motivation and belief and you're thinking, today's the day, today I'm going to stick with my diet, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm not going to eat any sugar, right? Whatever the thing is, you're like, yes, today is the day I've got this. But by the end of the day, you're rummaging through the pantry looking for cookies or candy or searching the freezer for those ice cream bars you swore you hid under that bag of peas. You know they're in there somewhere. Look, there's no shame here. I used to do this all the time. I had so much motivation and dedication in the morning or on Mondays, but by Wednesday, when I had, hadn't stuck with my meal plan at all for the week, I was knee-deep in shame and frustration and sinking further and further in until I thought, well, screw it, I'll try again next week. So here's the thing. I wasn't working on my belief all throughout the day. I wasn't watching my thoughts and how I talked to myself starting first thing in the morning. I simply had a mismanaged mind. That's all that was going on here. I fell out of belief quickly each day as my subconscious brain threw out all those old shitty thoughts about myself, my ability to lose weight, my job, my career, my relationships, and your brain will do the exact same thing. Different circumstances throughout your day are going to trigger those old shitties and your subconscious programming that you've grown up with, and you're going to end up walking back down the steps. Now, I want to point out here that you are walking. It's a conscious decision to believe or not believe, even if you don't see it that way. You are not falling. You are not sliding. This is not happening to you. We think that belief is like a game of shoots and ladders. Like we work so hard to climb the ladder and then one wrong move and we're back to the bottom. We're back to the beginning. It's happening to us, but it's not that way. It is not a game of shoots and ladders. We climb up and then we climb back down. We allow ourselves to come back down. So belief requires us to take 100% responsibility for our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. 0% belief is very enticing for your brain, right? Staying down there at the bottom, not climbing those steps, it's very enticing because you've spent way more time here than climbing those steps. It feels comfortable. It's familiar. And it saves you the potential of emotional or physical pain, which is exactly what your habit brain wants right? It's designed to avoid pain or any perceived threat of pain and seek pleasure via the path of least resistance. Again, we'll dive into this more on the next episode, but this is normal. Your old beliefs are simply grooved neural pathways. So imagine that you're in a forest and there's this path that's already made and ready to go. This is your old shitty thinking, right? This is the disbelief right here. This is the path. You know it, you've been there before, you easily go back to it, It's going to feel safe, natural, and the new thinking is like taking a machete and starting to carve out a brand new path. It's going to take a lot more work and conscious effort to carve out that new path, and your brain is always going to try and steer you back to the old path of disbelief, back where it was safe and easy and natural. See that path over there? Oh, we've been here before. This feels normal. And it takes intentional, consistent thought work to keep going down this new path towards belief. We have to be consciously pursuing belief throughout the day. Not just first thing in the morning, not just with the mantra routine, but throughout our day, we have to constantly be recognizing those thoughts, the negative shitty thoughts that we've got, all of us have them, and starting to answer them and starting to have that conversation and explain why that's not true, why that's not the case, why we're on this path, how we are going to believe and not making it a big stretch, right? We look for the next step of belief. I don't go from hating my body and thinking, oh my gosh, I look like crap today to thinking I'm a supermodel. Like that's not a realistic jump. I've got to look at what's the next best thought. What is the next best thing? What is going to get me one step closer? So instead of thinking I'm terrible, I'm going to look for what's one thing that I like about myself today. What's one night? Maybe I'm having a great hair day. Maybe these jeans are fitting me like really nice. 
maybe I've got some like killer arms or like my shoulder muscles are coming back or, you know, maybe there's something else about myself. I've got to look for what can I look for and hold on to and step into. So what makes belief feel so uncomfortable and so challenging is when we hold two competing and seemingly contradictory thoughts at once. And this happens when we're in those in the middle of those steps, when we're on steps like three through eight, we're in this kind of like 30 to 80% belief. We're not at zero, but we're also not at 100. We're not at the place where we know it's inevitable. We're still at this kind of like back and forth where we're holding space for both our disbelief and belief at the same time. This is called cognitive dissonance. So you have thoughts that you used to believe like weight loss is hard or it requires lots of suffering. And at the same time, you can believe in new things like I can lose weight eating the foods I love. And your mind might kind of go back and forth and back and forth. And you're trying to hold space for these two competing thoughts. Or it might sound like I can't figure this out. I'll never lose this weight. And at the same time, you're also trying to believe I can lose my weight and keep it off for life without sacrificing my sanity. You're spending a lot of time bouncing between multiple competing thoughts which is often where we think something has gone wrong because you're not jumping straight into 100% belief. You're not all the way at the top and staying there. But again, I'm going to repeat, this is normal. Nothing has gone wrong. This might feel like you're wrestling with belief, that you're falling in and out of it throughout the day or throughout the week. But the truth is you've simply got to manage your mind and change the way you talk to yourself. Starting first thing in the day and then all throughout the day. It takes practice. It's going to feel uncomfortable at first. It's right. You're holding space for these competing thoughts, but this is how you shift into true belief. It's one thought at a time. This is how you change your self-concept. And this is how you change the way that you show up for yourself in every area of life. If you want to be able to lose the weight, you're going to need new thoughts. If you want to be able to keep the weight off, you're going to need new thoughts, new thoughts about yourself. So this idea of changing our self-concept, this is something we have to do throughout the weight loss process. And it's something that you're going to have to do in maintenance. And this is something that nobody else really talks about is how the hell do you actually maintain your weight now? Because how you got there is how you're going to be there. And so if you punish and hate yourself skinny, that's how you're going to experience it. You're not going to be happy. It's not going to make you feel confident. You're not going to get the desired outcome. You're going to be terrified of food, at war with food, at war with your body. Nothing's going to be good enough. You're going to be nitpicking your body all the way down. And so you're going to still be nitpicking your body. Once you've hit that goal weight, you will never be satisfied, but it can change. Not with the right diet, not with the right set of rules and restrictions, not with some new workout plan, not with some kind of magical potion or anything like that. It all comes by learning how to manage your mind, manage those thoughts. And this is exactly what I do with clients day in and day out, week in and week out, we dive deep into your current beliefs. And then we create a belief plan to strengthen your self-belief every day, all throughout the day. This is how you create lasting change. This is how you're able to lose your weight and keep it off for life. You've got to start by changing the way you think. And you've got to start by really, truly learning how to step into belief. And every time you start to fall out, you get right back into it. Rinse and repeat. You rinse and repeat. You know that it's going to happen, that you will fall out of belief throughout the day. Nothing has gone wrong. It's not a problem. And you just get right back in. Rinse off and you get back to it. Rinse off the old shitty thoughts. Step right back into that same belief, that new belief, something that feels natural, that feels good, that feels easy. That's something that you can hold on to. So if you'd like my help in cultivating deeper belief in yourself and your ability to lose weight, then I would love to chat. Simply head on over to bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule and find a time that works for you on my calendar. Now, there's a few spots that are open. Get them before they run out. All right. So we've got to recognize that beliefs are just thoughts that we've held on to for a long time. It's some of our 
internal programming and it can be rewired, but it's going to take conscious effort. And that is going to be the work. That is the work of weight loss. I don't care about burpees or lifting ammo cans or like this is not about running. The work actually comes with the mental mindset work. That's the kind of work that's actually going to create the lasting results you want. That's ultimately what's going to create the body you crave. All right, that's it for today. Come back. We're going to talk more about our brains next week and how this all plays together about our habit brain, our our new thinking brain, and how this can get in the way and and how it's created these patterns of self-sabotage for you in the past and how you can break through. All right, I'll see you next week. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.